Amen. Go ahead and take a seat and then open your Bibles. Okay, open your Bibles to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. That's found in the New Testament. It's on the right side of your Bible. We're going to be in chapter one. We're going to be in chapter one. We're continuing our series. And last week we were in Acts, right? Because that's where the church of Ephesus started. Quick recap. We, we saw how, what it took, what it cost Paul to plant that church in Ephesus. And now we're officially in the book of Ephesians as we look into what Paul is writing to the church that he loves very much. Uh, but before that, <clears throat> I have a quick question. Has anybody ever been promised something and it didn't happen? Anybody? Raise your hand. Has anybody been promised something and it didn't happen? Yeah, I would say uh, all of our hands should be up, okay? Especially if they promised you that Santa was going to visit you, because uh, that will never happen, okay? And if I ruined your childhood, I'm sorry. But I'm going to share, I'm going to be vulnerable with you guys, okay? I'm going to share about the first time that something was promised to me and it didn't happen and it absolutely destroyed my life. It broke my heart. It was my first breakup. The year was 2009. I was young and in love. We were together since seventh grade. I thought it was, I thought she was the one. And I'll never forget the words that she told me. She said, I promise I will never leave you. I will never love anyone ever again. Just you. And then she ended up moving to Missouri. Um, and she said, even in Missouri, just when I get my license, I'm going to drive back down to the valley. And I'm going to see you. And I'm, I'm just going to. And I remember uh, making little care packages. I put a little stuffed animal in there, sent it to her. She sent it back. And she said, um, look, yeah, no, it's over. Uh, there's, there's someone else over here. And I said, what do you mean? She said, no, yeah, that's it. I said, but you promised. She said, oh, nah, that's it, man. That's, that's GG's for you. So I remember it was the night before my first day of high school. Okay, I was about to go into the ninth grade and I'm just laying in bed like, hello, darkness, my old friend. And I'm crying and I'm just like, love is not real. Love is fake. It's all a lie. Uh, and then I'm obviously fast forward. I'm married and I'm happy and uh, way better woman, uh, just to be honest with you. Uh, just but but that's the thing. Right. And I feel and I think that broken promises happen all the time. But some of them really, really hurt. Some of them really just mm, right. And it's because we live in a broken world. It's because uh, we, we have a lot of people in this world that, that's sinful, including ourselves. And we, we always make mistakes and we don't keep the promises that we make to people, including myself, right? We're just, we're just in this world that continues to show us really how we can't rely on one another. But the greatness of God and the beauty of God is that he keeps his promises. In fact, that is how Paul starts off his letter in Ephesians. Okay, I'm going to skip over the first part of Ephesians just to summarize real quick. Like he reminds them of what Christ has done for them, right? Because they are believers in Jesus. They have given their lives to Jesus. They remind him, they, he reminds them how they're made new in Jesus. And then he also reminds them of certain promises that are yet to come and some that they also have access to right away because of what Jesus has done. 
So very quickly, for the next 10 minutes, just bear with me. We'll, we'll dive right in, and we'll get into our times with our groups. So in Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 15 all the way to 19, okay? Here we go. Starting in verse 15, it says, This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that God, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what is the wealth of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength. So right here, Paul is sharing, sharing with them what Jesus has done, but he's also sharing with them the promises that God has given him. And the first promise that we see is that God promises a beautiful, beautiful future. Okay, a lot of us, I think, are nervous about the future, including myself. I think some of y'all may be juniors and seniors in high school, and you're already thinking, like, what, what is going to happen, right? Like, what is, what is my life going to look like, right? Some of y'all are in middle school and about to go to high school and said, oh my goodness, what is high school going to be like, right? And so the future is scary, but the beautiful thing that God does, he promises us a beautiful future, not necessarily on this earth, but after, okay, the hope of his calling, it says, has its perspective on the future. The believer, right, those that follow Jesus have a glorious future of resurrection, Right, a day where if, if Jesus doesn't come yet, but we're in the grave, that there's gonna be a day we're gonna be resurrected, we're gonna have eternal life, we're gonna have freedom from sin, perfected, justice, glorious elevation. Do you know that the Bible actually says that you will be made higher than the angels? Like, did you know that about yourselves? That those who believe in Jesus will one day be above the angels themselves? You know, we learned last week that our purpose was already planted, right? And how we can live out our life and our purpose on this earth in, in confidence because Jesus has already planted that purpose from the, from the moment that we were created. But now we're, we are reminded that our future is secure. So not only is our, plant, is our purpose planted, but our future is secured and that one day we will be free and there will be no more tears right? No more hunger, no more pain, that everything will be perfect because we will be with the one that loves you and that loves me and that always keeps his promises. And that's Jesus. No one will ever love you more than Jesus does. No one will ever satisfy you more than he does. No one will ever break his promise. Everyone will break his promise. The one who won't is Jesus. He is the sustainer of everything. Number two, God promises your worth. God promises your worth. Knowing our spiritual poverty, right? Knowing that we are broken is sometimes discouraging. And I think the world likes to remind us of how broken we are. How do they do that? By telling you, hey, you're a terrible person, or hey, the only way that you'll make it in this world is if you get this, if you look this way, if you get this job, if you have this much money, if you have this many followers, if you have this many likes, that is how the world continues to tell you you're never good enough. You're never good enough, 
Why? Because you only have X amount of followers. Why? Because you only have X amount of money. Why? Because you drive this car. Because whatever it may be, that's what the world's going to continue to tell you. But God promises something more amazing. Is anybody here related to anyone famous? Anybody? Yeah? Who, who are you related to? Jesus? <laughs> All right, let me pray for us, guys. Yo, that was fire. But anyway, <laughs> how, am I gonna, how can I say what I want to say after that? I can't, right? No. So I have a friend. I have a friend, and, and uh, he's related to a basketball player. And this basketball player's name is George Hill. Does anybody know who George Hill is? Okay, he used to play for the San Antonio Spurs. He currently plays with Giannis, the Greek freak, um, in Milwaukee. And uh, he likes to make it known that he's related to George Hill. The funny thing is, is that it's his sister that married George Hill. And so <laughs> I wouldn't say they're related. I mean, technically now by law, he's a brother-in-law. But before that, he was really, he was nobody, man. Like, I, he was my friend, whatever. But, you know, nobody really knew him. But as soon, as soon as people found out that his brother-in-law was George Hill, an NBA player. And keep in mind, George Hill isn't the greatest player. He's not a superstar, but he's still in the NBA, Right? And that was enough for people to be like, no way, dude, you know, George, hey, you think he get his tickets to the game or something, right? And, you know, my friend's like, yeah, George Hill this, George Hill that, right? But here's the thing, right? He was nothing before that. And he gets access to, like, the basketball games. He can go to the court. He can go to the locker room. And he can do all of that cool stuff. He gets to meet Giannis. And I'm there on Instagram like, oh, my gosh, he just met Giannis, right? But on a larger scale, this is what God has done for you. Before you were nothing, and that's just the truth. You were dead in your sin, okay? You were broken, right? But now that you are with him, you are worth more than anything else. You have access to the greatest kingdom that your eyes will ever behold, that you will ever be a part of, bigger than getting floor seats at a basketball game. Because God has granted you that access through his son, Jesus. You see, he continues to invest in you. And at the end of it all, you will be worth everything to him. He died for something that had little value, if we're being honest, right? We, we, we rejected Jesus, right? We weren't really worth anything. We were people who didn't care about God. And we were on our way to being separated forever from him. That's, where, that's what was going to happen, if we were being honest. But this is what God says. He says, no, I'm not going to let that happen. Instead, I will give them value. And how will I do that? I will pay the price for them now. And with that, I will invest and make all things new and create something so beautiful. And I will have them forever in my family. And I will one day make them greater than the angels. This is how God sees you. Someone that was not worth dying for because of how much he loves you, he did anyway. If we're being real, you were, we're not worth it. But his love was so great. His love was so much for us that he said, no, I am going to do it. And because of how much he loves you, he did it anyway. And with that death and resurrection, he made you something so valuable. Not because of who you are or because of what you've done, but because of who Jesus is. And because now your identity is in Jesus. So yes, Hanani, you're related to Jesus. And that is what gives you worth. That is what gives you value. 
That is what gives you access to the Father. Number three, God promises you his power in Christ. Ephesians 1 verses 19 through 21 says this. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the mighty working of his strength? He exercised this power in Christ by raising him from the dead and seating him at his right hand in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead now lives in you. The power that God had to create the world, to get rid of sin, to make you white as snow is now living in you. You can find that in Romans chapter eight, verses 10 through 11, go read it. And the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So not only does he promise that you are going to have a future, that you're going to be worth something, but he promises you his power. So in the midst, when you're going through something, in the midst when it seems like life is not going according to plan or you don't know what to do or, or something happened in your family or you're, you're going through something that you don't understand, God is giving you the power in his name, his power. It's not your power, it's his power, but he's giving you access to that. We just sang about running to the Father, right? But how many times do we do that? How many times do we see Jesus and we run to him? That is the challenge that we have for us tonight. And we are to seek wisdom in him. Seek wisdom in him. Notice what the scripture says. It says that our hearts have eyes. You ever thought about that? That your heart has eyes? And if that's the case, then what are your eyes on? If your heart has eyes, then what is it looking at? What are you feeding your heart? Because what you're feeding your heart is what's going to come out of you. If you fill your heart, if you continue to expose your heart that has eyes to things that aren't going to benefit you, that, or things that are going to just drag you more and more away from Jesus, then don't be surprised when you don't see God's power working in your life. Don't be surprised when you continue to be in this slump, when your whole life you've been feeding your, the eyes of your heart something that has nothing to do with Jesus, but everything to do with your flesh and your desires. Don't be surprised, okay? This is a relationship. This is walking with Jesus. And so Jesus is wanting for us to fix the heart of our eyes upon him so that we can see all of the things that he has promised us and here's the thing. Jesus is the guarantee of that promise. He is the seal of that promise. You can't have a great future filled with hope without the sacrifice of Jesus. You can't understand how valuable you are unless you are purchased and see what the cost was, which is in this case, the life of Jesus. That's how much it cost. That's extremely expensive. It's the most expensive thing. If you ask anybody, what's the most expensive thing? They're going to say your life, right? If you compare that to a Bugatti, 
You want to die or do you want this Bugatti? You can have the Bugatti, but you're going to die. Uh, no, I'll take my life. Your life is way more valuable, but yet Jesus laid it down. And you can't have that, that understanding of how valuable you are unless you understand what Jesus has done. And you can't have the greatest power without having Jesus. There is no greater power outside of Jesus. So if you want the greatest power, then it comes with Jesus. That's how it works. He loves you enough to do that. He loves you enough to die for you. And so let us fix our eyes on him. Let us run the race. Let us remember what Paul is telling the church. Remember the inheritance that you have. Remember what God has done for you. Remember that you can run to him like a father. Remember. And as we continue in the series, we're going to continue to see how powerful Jesus is and, and how these people from this church continue to just dive into who Jesus is. Remember your identity, where it lies. Okay, it lies in him. Don't, don't worry about what the world is telling you. Worry about what Jesus is telling you. We have, what, 75, maybe 80 years on this earth? What's that compared to forever, man? It's nothing. So let us keep our mind focused. Let us continue to run to Jesus and remember how much he loves us. Amen? Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for reminding us of just how amazing you are and all the promises that you have for us. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to move in our hearts, that we would have great discussion time in our groups, and that you were glorified in this. And I pray for every person in this room that it wasn't an accident that they're here tonight. It wasn't uh, just a mistake, but they're here for a reason. And I believe, Lord, that there are people in this room that don't know you yet. And I pray that tonight hearts would be moved and they would know what it means to follow you, Jesus. That anyone who calls upon the name and declares you as Lord, they will be saved. Lord, may hearts be saved tonight. May they run to you. May they seek your goodness. May they seek you, Jesus. And may we be a church for those of us who have already given our lives to you. May we be a church that continues to seek others that don't know you. And may we share the gospel, our testimonies with them. May we be bold for, for you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we all said, amen. Awesome. I love it. Hey, well, we're going to be in our community groups. Uh, I'm sorry, our grow groups right now, uh, which with plenty of time, I did it. Uh, <laughs> we have plenty of time. So if you don't know who your group is, uh, just come and ask me and I'll make sure to direct you to that time. So a few announcements. Number one, one weekend, listen up. One weekend is happening, February 24th and 25th. Now, early registration, listen up, guys. Early registration ends on February the 15th, okay? The cost is $40 before February the 15th. After that, it's gonna go up to $50. So please register if you're gonna go, if you're planning on going. It also helps us know how much food we're gonna need and all that stuff, okay? So the $40 includes your ticket, first of all, your access to one weekend. It also includes Saturday's lunch, Okay, so you don't have to worry about money for lunch on Saturday because it's already included. It also includes your dinner here at Calvary before our extended worship time, okay, on Saturday. But if you wait till after the 15th, it will go up to $50, okay? Number two, we have Student Connect every Sunday, okay?
Okay, every Sunday at 11 a.m., we have Student Connects right here in our building. So come hang out with us. We, we dive into God's word on, on a much deeper level. It's not just a message. We actually just get together and we read his word and we dive into that. So be a part of that. Okay, also, where are my seniors at? Do we have any seniors here tonight? Awesome, I love it. Hey, seniors, don't forget, you're always invited to come hang out with our young adults on Tuesdays. Okay, if you have nothing to do on a Tuesday night, Come hang out with us. Start to get to know some other young adults, some college students, and get uh, just get to know them and affiliate yourself with them. And then come back on Wednesday and tell everybody how awesome it is so that they can get ready themselves, okay? Uh, other than that, oh, one last thing, one last thing. Um, I would love for us to just pray for Paul. If you remember, he's one of our new leaders who was here last week, but today he was admitted into the hospital. Uh, he was having a lot of, of pain uh, but thank God that it wasn't anything too, too serious. We found out that he has kidney, a kidney stone um, or kidney stones in his body. And so that's, if you don't know what that is, uh, go Google it later. <laughs> uh, but it is extremely painful. So let's pray for Paul right now and let's hope that we can see him next week. If not, let's just pray that God would continue to uh, help him there. Okay, would you pray with me real quick? Uh, Father, we thank you so much again for tonight. But right now we lift up our brother Paul and we just ask that you would uh, be there with him, that this would be a smooth process, that you would strengthen him, give him strength as uh, he goes through this healing process and gets rid of this kidney stone. May you just be with him, protect him, and may he know that we love him and that we're praying for him. It's your name we pray. And we said, amen.